I love reading romance, even with my mom. Historical, paranormal, a good rom com. We both like a grump, an alpha, and a beard. But reading with my mom, well, it gets kind of weird. I'm reading steamy scenes, getting bothered and hot. But if mom is asking, I read it for the plot. We look for swoony scenes, those moments that delight. Communication's good, and the banter's so right. So if you'd like to read along and join the group, here's a little secret I'll let you into the loop. It's just a little show that we like to dub, not your mom's romance book club. Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. It's going fantastic. Awesome. Today we are chatting about Funny You Should Ask by Alyssa Sussman. But first, mom, what have you been reading and watching? Uh, this is the only thing I read this week. Watching. We finished Obi-Wan. We did. Um, murder shows. Always. Uh, I think that's it. I have been watching a lot of Big Brother and all things related to Big Brother. Live feeds, commentary shows, talking about Big Brother. <laughs> yeah, you have been in a Big Brother, like, Yeah, Mom loves hole. it when I get into this. Um, um, I've well, all, what I don't love is that you don't watch good stuff, so you can the watch other all thing, this other crummy and stuff. And just to further piss off Mom, I've <laughs> also been watching the latest season of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. <laughs> so just really laying on the reality. It piss me off. I just don't care for reality television. Yeah, I know. Um, so I've been watching those. I should also say we're a little late releasing this episode. I'm sorry. I And we're fine. Thank you. I posted things saying that we were going to be late and everybody was very sweetly concerned, you know, for our well-being. Um, We're fine. I just got invited on a last-minute camping trip. um, And because we always procrastinate um, and usually just record on Sunday nights, uh, it wasn't going to work with the camping trip. Well, and I wasn't done with the book. Yeah, I I mean, I had a very... Full Saturday, so I couldn't cram yeah. it in. For the record, I would have been able to record before Whatever. I left. Shush you. But mom <laughs> wasn't done yet. Well, uh, I have a life too, you know. <laughs> I know you don't think so. <laughs> Barely. Um, I also, in addition to being on a reality show kick, um, read Always Practice Safe Hex by Juliet Cross. Um Here's what I will say about that one. I enjoyed it greatly. Um, I swear those books are getting saucier and hotter. Sign me up, baby. By the book. No, honestly, I told mom, I'm like, I don't even know if I want you to read that one. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to um, read it. I'm going to, you know, sit and ponder it. No, don't do that. <laughs> and I'm going to think, oh, my daughter read this. Yeah, don't do that. Um <laughs> And I also have to say that this book in particular got me so excited for what is obviously going to be the last book in the series um, about Clara and the other Grimm, whose name, Henry, I think. Yeah, Henry. Um, Henry Blackwater. Um, I'm very excited for their book. Um... So that's so I did read an extra book. Aren't you so proud of me, I'm you so guys? I'm so proud. 
Um, I was all going to read the Riley Thorne book and the new Riley Thorne, and um, then I just didn't. And she read, she watched murder shows instead. I did watch murder shows instead. Sorry, yawning. Because, you know, people be murdering, and I gotta, I gotta. We gotta keep up on, on that. <laughs> I gotta see how they get caught. <laughs> um, okay, today we are chatting about Funny You Should Ask by Alyssa Sussman. Uh, this is her debut adult novel. She has three-way novels called Burn, Stray, and Drawn That Way. They rhyme, that's fun. Um, but... Here is the back cover description for Funny You Should Ask. Then, 20-something writer Connie Horowitz is stuck. While her former MFA classmates are nabbing book deals, she's in the trenches writing puff pieces. Then she's hired to write a profile of movie star Gabe Parker, the Gabe Parker, her forever celebrity crush, the object of her fantasies, the background photo on her phone, who's also just been cast as the new James Bond. It's terrifying and thrilling all at once. Yet if she can keep her cool and nail the piece, it could be a huge win. Gabe will get good press and her career will, will skyrocket. But what comes next proves to be life-changing in ways that Honey never saw coming. As the interview turns into a whirlwind weekend that has the tabloids buzzing. Now, ten years later, after a brutal divorce and a heavy dose of therapy, Honey is back in Los Angeles, laser-focused on one thing, her work. But she still spent the better part of the last decade getting asked about her deeply personal Gabe Parker profile at every turn. No matter what new essay collection or viral editorial she's promoting, it always comes back to Gabe. So when his PR team requests that they reunite for a second interview, she wants to say no. She wants to pretend that she's forgotten about the time they spent together years ago. But the truth is that the that those 72 hours are still crystal clear, etched in her memory, and so she says yes. Honey knows that facing Gabe again also means facing feelings she's tried so hard to push away, alternating between their first meeting and their reunion a decade later. This deliciously irresistible novel will have you hanging on until the last word. Mom, what did you think of Funny You Should Ask? Did it have you hanging on to the last <laughs> word? Sure. Um... I'm going to give this one a really, really liked, uh, borderline love, but we're going to discuss some stuff and, and that, that pulled it away from dead on love, but I really, really liked it. Yeah. I'm, I'm same. I'm really, really liked verging into love. Um, here's, I was telling mom, I've been trying to like pinpoint what's going on with me and, and romance <laughs> wow. books lately. This is, this is specifically with me and romance books. I think we need a therapist yeah, for this one. I probably do, let's be honest. Um, but um, I feel like with these romance novels that are also sort of marketed as... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? You guys, I'm really... So I slept on the ground... And I've learned that I, my body can't do that as well anymore. <laughs> and so I'm running on very little sleep. So if I seem out of it, that's why. Um, but these romance novels that are also being kind of sold as women's fiction, etc. Um, I feel like in an effort to be palatable to the general reader, um, they lose a little bit of 
the joy that I think is inherent in romance. Not that all romances are joyful because there's a lot of angsty ones as well, but I think I've just decided that like there's a reason that I love the Tessa Dares and the Penny Reeds and the Sally Thorns and um, others <laughs> that are escaping my mind right now. But they're they're just slightly more joyful. And this book on paper should be has a lot of potential to be very joyful. And I really, like I'm saying, I really, really liked it. I think that it just kind of falls short on that for me. There's not, there wasn't a lot of, um, where I was just like, oh, like, I just love reading a romance and just being like, oh, I love, oh, this is, oh, this is just really like taking all my box. Swept up in the yeah, actual and romance. Just like, oh, this, I just love this. And I just, um, I wasn't getting that as much with that this one, and I. But in fairness, I haven't been getting that with a lot of the books we've been reading lately. Um, so, so is it a you thing or the books? Thing? I don't know. You guys tell me, because I, you know, do you get what I'm saying? Do you also feel this way a little bit? Um, do you feel this way a little bit? A little bit. Um, well, I mean, if you look back over our list, I'm literally looking over our list of books and. You know, we've got a lot of really likes, very few loves, um, a few meh. <laughs> a few, yeah. So, um... And meh means we really went in on it. <laughs> meh means we probably didn't like it very much. Yeah. But, um, uh, I agree with you that these ones that try to, these books, I, I hate the, I hate the phrase these ones. Um, <laughs> but these books that try to, um hit the mainstream and, and not necessarily just are written with romance in mind, but want to be more palatable. Yeah. To, to the mainstream. They, they take away some of the focus and the joy from the actual romance, like getting you just really spun up in the romance itself. Yeah. And the romance is there and it's an important, and it's a, I mean, this is definitely a romance. Yeah. This one is, and you know we've had this we've had this discussion a lot lately with these books is is this a romance and this one is definitely a romance and i'm very happy with that component of it i just um you know and this is probably also something to do with her writing style which is totally fine there she's allowed to have this style of writing um i i think there's just styles that i prefer more and i think that they are more inherent to romance genre than like the general fiction genre and i um i did that because you know second chance romance is not always my favorite but this is definitely a second chance romance that i got behind because mainly because the first chance was, was like kind of a flash in the pan yeah it was such a small yeah thing um, it wasn't actually a romance. It was just kind of a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I, I hate to lead with that, but that's like my general like thought. Um, and I hate to leave that because it makes it seem like I didn't enjoy the book, which I did like, you know, certainly more than I didn't enjoy There's it. just been something lacking in, in, yeah, in lots general of, lately. lots of the books you've um, read lately. I get that. Um, so, um, Okay, I'm going to try my hardest to you guys say her name correctly because I realize that that's an important part of the story. Um, 
what did you think of Honey as our heroine? <laughs> um, I liked her. Uh, she did. She did some things at the end that kind of yeah. bugged me, but. She's the one that made more frustrating choices, in my opinion. Certainly, like, um, uh, all the frustrating choices. Um, but I liked her. I commiserate with her, like, career frustrations. I get I get how that would be very, like, right. frustrating and also, like, like slightly soul-crushing. <laughs> that, you know, she can't ever fully know if her career and her success is at all related to her skill. Well, is that a thing that happens? I, I can't, in my mind, think of a of an article about a celebrity that I've um, read that was such a big deal. Here's what I'll say about that. I think in certain circles, yes. Okay. Um, and I think... Um, and definitely, I know the L.A. vibe, which you have lived and experienced... I know it's a completely different thing than the rest of the world experiences. Yeah, and um, I could see this, you know, because people who do, like, profiles, they do get a reputation, and they do, um, you know, there are careers that are made off of, like, a really good, especially now, like, that you can kind of, um, like, the author themselves, the writer themselves can, like, promote that they wrote this article. Like you see that a lot now with like big profile pieces. It's like the author is saying like, I did this piece with so-and-so. And so then I think there's more identity of the writer to the piece rather than just like New York well, Times saying like, here's our profile on so-and-so. Yeah. And I do think though that then certain like man management people over certain celebrities will say, let's get this person to write the article. Because yeah, for sure. That's def that's for yeah. sure a thing that happens. And so that can help their career, you know, if it's, if it's a, an article that's received, well received. Yeah. And, and if, so if that piece really blew up and then she's promoting and marketing a book that also becomes successful solely based off of this article and solely based off of like, this book is going to have this article and others. I could also see her getting a reputation based solely off that article. I did call it into question a bit because like the general public, I don't think would be like as in the know on this as, or care to be honest. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it worked for me. Okay. As a like plot device. Yeah. It was um, fine. Um, but I, but I, it would be so hard to just like, always question, especially this specific thing where, you know, she, she had so much success with this article and she has to call into question on whether it was successful because people just like to guess whether or not she slept with him. And then she's basing her entire career off of the success of that one article. And that's the stigma that it has. Um, so I could see how that would be, like, really frustrating. Which and... is an extremely sexist thing. Of course it is. Because if a man wrote an article... They would just assume. <laughs> of course he slept with her. <laughs> probably by force. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably against her will. Exactly. Because men are scumbags. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> but, uh... It's Hollywood, baby. The one thing, though, that... And it might just be her post-marriage descriptions that are... But I couldn't figure out why she married Jeremy. He seemed like such a dick. Well, especially, I mean, like, her post-marriage descriptions of him and then, but also, like, so, so the only, like, nuggets of information we get about Jeremy are 
post-divorce and also post-breakup before she goes and gets (laughs) back together with him. Right. So we're getting her in two very, like, anti-Jeremy moments in her life. Um, And then... And so, and then in the middle of these two anti-Jeremy moments, she has an entire marriage to him. So it's like, how did we get from here to there? You know, like, why did this happen? This middle part even happen? I don't even understand, first of all, why she moved to New York. He just never, we never got much. I mean, I guess we got the proposal, which was, you know, whatever. Well, and I think, I mean, she sort of like dabbles, she sort of like touches on the fact that post him... I mean, I think it's, there's a lot of, we're going to talk about this because there's a few things in this book where it's like alluded to, but not like outright stated. And then, so then I was like, wait, is that what happened? Um, but this is one of them. Um, I think it's like alluded to the fact that she's upset when Gabe marries Jacinda. And so she kind of makes a rash decision to move to New York, move to New York and, you know, touch base with Jeremy again and then she is that what she touched yep base (laughs) is a euphemism for other things um but uh I think that's I mean I think that's what we're supposed to gather from from that series of events um but never did we get a description where I'm like oh okay I could see why she would marry this guy because everything that's said about him he's just horrible the the drunken um Thing where he like lashes out at her about her career I was like you freaking piece of shit yes yeah, when um you know like well, she's, she's like he effed her you yeah. know and it's just like okay calm down dude yeah and also like especially when she's like explaining it in the context of like I was always like his you know arm candy for hearing everybody praise his work the one time somebody like comes up to me and praises my work he lashes out and is a drunken asshole it's like yeah that would freaking piss me off like yeah i i just don't understand and it never sounds like he was ever supportive of her career ever yeah like even before yeah and so i don't know i just didn't get why she i get that maybe she was pissed off at but still, you get mad at a guy who you spent a weekend with, and then so, okay, I'm going to go marry this other guy. That just doesn't gel with me. I mean, anyway. I wish both of them, I'll say this, I wish both of them had, um, like, a little more personality. Like, both of them, I, I felt like some disconnect from both of them. Like, um, and I don't know what could be done to drive this home more. Um, I understood both of their career frustrations, relationship frustrations, um, but I just never felt like I knew them as tangible flesh and blood people. people. Um, I don't know if you agree or disagree. Well, especially, especially him because we, you know, we're listen- we've got her POV for but well, even, I mean, in some ways, I felt like I knew him better than her. Like, because you get to know more about, like, you know, s- some of his history. His like, what, what makes him go to drink and... Um, yeah, we don't know hardly anything about, like, her family and her background and... Yeah. Other than she's Jewish in L.A. and grew up in L.A. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There... 
I don't know. So I so it's hard for me to like give her a resounding like I loved her because I didn't ever feel like I really like knew her. Yeah. Um, and she didn't always. My dog make is the, really in rare form. It's really snoring, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> I I didn't really. Um, yeah, she made choices that I didn't really agree with, but. And we'll talk about it when we talk about the conflict. Yeah. More. Yes. Um, there, there was some writing that I did really appreciate, and we'll talk about that later. Later. Yeah. Okay, move forward. Um, what did you think of Gabe Parker, who I think you always just have to say his full name, Gabe Parker, as our, <laughs> as our hero? Um, he was a he was he was a good hero. He. He's not the kind of hero where you're just like, oh, I love him so much. Because he had his demons, mm-hmm. we can say. Yeah. No, but I think, because I, I walked away, like, I mean, I feel bad because I feel like I always like the hero more. But I walked away, like, really liking him a lot. Um, And I think I'm just always a sucker for the hero that's, like, totally gone for the heroine. Which he certainly, like, even though she's kind of... um. You know, she obviously has gone for him, too, because he's Gabe Parker, you know. But that's the thing, is it always felt like that but with her. But she, yeah, she, hers was more of a crush, and his was more of a, I mean. Like, he, insta-love. Yeah. And, um, but I also get where her, as just a normal person, doesn't trust the fact that, like, he's. He really is into her. Yeah. I mean, I would get that, because you would feel totally insecure about you know, this big, hot celebrity dude. Um, I found, I, um, we're going to talk about the structure in a bit, but specifically with his character, um, this is why I think I, I felt like I got to know him a little bit more is because, uh, we're really like kind of in flat, in flipping between the past and the present, um, with him, you're getting glimpses of, in the past, you're seeing the beginnings of, like, his drinking problem, and also the beginnings of kind of what, you're starting to see hints of, like, what leads to his drinking problem, and then in the present, he's talking more openly about it, and you're seeing, like, oh, you know that thing that I was having problems with in the past? That evolved into this, and, um, and you know, that's how that became part of my, my problem. And so, um, I thought that was a really cool way to kind of like get to know him and get to know where he was coming from and, and how that drinking problem evolved, even when you're not like seeing any of it happen necessarily on page, except for like the smatterings you get of it, like the hints you get of it in the past. But, um, so I thought that was really well done. And, um, I don't know, like, I just, I, I felt like, even though we're not with his POV, I understood more of his plight, I guess. Well, and I, I think a lot of that comes from the way it was structured with the articles. There's actually more articles written about him. Yeah, of course. Because he's who he is. Yeah. And, um, and we get some of hers through her blog stuff. Yeah. But, um... But that's written by her. Yeah. So the stuff written about Gabe. I don't know. It just... I... And I just really, like, there was a lot of times where he would say things and it just, like, really broke my heart with, you know, his feelings of inadequacy and, um, 
and you know, like genuinely being like really good friends with Ollie, but yeah. still always being In compared yeah. to this friend. Um, especially after he like proves himself in the role and does like a really good job. And, um, and I think, I think I even highlighted it, but there's, I think when he has his blow up on set, um, he says, you're getting the bond you deserve. Yeah. You got the actor you deserve. And it's like, and it's because they didn't choose Ollie simply because he was gay. Yeah. And they wanted to like keep him closeted if he was going to be bond. Um, and he said no, and so they went over to Gabe. And then, um, so then when Gabe blows up, because he finds out that they actually did go to Ollie first, um, he, you know, he says, you, you got the actor you deserved. And it's like, that's really sad, because it's, it's like saying, it's a, a dig to them, but it's like more so a dig on himself. <laughs> yeah. And just saying like, you know. Yeah, I'm not perfect, but you 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 got what you deserve. Yeah, and it's, it's but it was sad. Um, so there's just a lot of things like that where he and my heart just like really broke for him, and um, you know, just his pressures that he felt and things like that. Do you have any questions about the whole Bond thing? No. Okay, because here's my here here were my thoughts on the James Bond thing. Um, so he's. He's hired to play James Bond, and there's a bunch of backlash because he's American. Yeah, can you? There would be so much backlash. There would be so much. There was even backlash when they hired Sean Connery because he was Scottish. There was backlash when they hired Lazenby, whatever his name. George Lazenby. Yeah, because he was Australian. Australian. Um, So I can't imagine they would. They would never. They would never hire an American. But regardless, um, specifically for that, yeah. But they also, the the names of their, <laughs> I'm competing with the dog right now. The names of their Bond movies didn't fit Bond movies. Well, when, so they're, you know, building up the fact that he's going to be in a Bond. And then later they're talking about, you know, oh, this movie and this movie. I'm like, are those supposed to be the Bond movies? Yeah, exactly. Because they don't have a... a (laughs) Like, recently, the only one I can think of is Skyfall that doesn't really have a a quote-unquote kind of Bond name. The rest of them are all like some little quip, some little line. Even Skyfall sounds like a... But turned a little bit, you know, like No Time to Die or... Or, you know... Quantum of Solace. uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah. Uh, even night. live and let die. I mean, all of them are, um, you know, like phrases, but turned a little bit. Yeah. Something to do with dying usually. Yeah. But, uh, so the, the titles that she had for Vaughn names, I was like, ah, you could have done better than that. <laughs> it's probably hard though, because they've probably like just taken every, <laughs> like they've used them all. <laughs> every spin on, um, you know, like dying and killing and, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there's like no others to pick from. Um, any other thoughts on James Bond or Gabe Parker? Uh, that was just that was my only thoughts on James Bond. Yeah, I don't think they would hide an American. Yeah, there would be a ton of backlash yeah, for that. There would be so much. Yeah, that would be like a thing that you'd see the Talking Heads totally bitching about. Yes, <laughs> and, and and as the actor that they picked. It would be hard to live up to that. Yeah. That would be a lot to have on your plate. But, um, but yeah, in the title of the movies, that was kind of disappointing. Yeah. I did, though, like, I don't know if you're going to ask about this. I did like the idea of remaking the Philadelphia story. 
I, I did too. That's, that's what I meant to mention that in the beginning, but I forgot that that was a thing in this book. Um, <laughs> but we've Sorry. done an episode on the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia story. story. And also I remember <laughs> that we talked a lot about the fact that whole plot line with her dad yeah. and how like bass backwards that is. Um, I meant to kind of go back and listen to that episode, but I forgot. Um, but I remember that we did have a problem with yes. that and talked about, um, how like it needed some, Zhijing. some, an- some less antiquated, uh, yes. Ideals placed on it. And so that was a good pick for this. And I like the yeah. idea of them remaking it. And, um, I kind of wanted to see that movie. <laughs> yeah. I know. Especially with like these hot actors. Yeah. And, seriously. Sign me up for that. Um, okay. Um, what we sort of touched on this, but what did you think of the structure of? I liked the structure. We've read other books where they go back and forth, mm-hmm. and um, in fact, when I started this book, I told Ellen, I said, "It's got a setup similar to the roughest draft." The roughest draft, which we didn't. I don't know if you all remember, but we didn't like that. We book. didn't love it very that much. Book. And so I said, so this could go either way. I'm not sure what, I'm not sure how this is going to be. However, I thought it was really well done in this book. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that going back and forth mixed with the articles, um, you know, the the clips from articles and, um, yeah, I, I was telling mom, I really liked how she utilized the, the articles because, um, especially in this kind of, um, you know, uh, Hollywood veneer lens, um, where she would kind of show an event happening either through Hani's article or another kind of more tabloidy think piece thing. Um, and then she'd show the real, how the real thing happened. Um, and I thought that that was kind of cool. Cause we'd, you, we'd read about this thing happening and then you'd see like what actually happened. What actually happened. And, um, and I really liked that as a device. I thought that the articles were f- a fun way to kind of get backstory, especially because we do have this 10-year time jump, and there's a lot of things that have happened in that 10-year time jump, especially in terms of Gabe's career. So um, to kind of get that backstory through the articles was a fun... Um, and, and it was also fun to... Since we were mostly in her head, you know, on the backstory, the stuff that threw her, like when he calls her baby, doesn't say her name. We're going to talk about that. Okay. And, um, and then jumping forward and having him explain to her, oh, this is why that happened. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. (laughs) Um, yes, I agree. So, you know, getting, going back and, and reading something from her perspective and then jumping forward and having him explain why he did something, like even marrying Jacinda or any of it, you know, why he didn't like the article, why he was mad about her article. And yeah, the marrying Jacinda thing, that's another thing that was always kind of um, nebulous, nebulous and vague for me. So he marries her solely for a PR stunt. Well, it's to me, this is how it sounded to me that they wanted him to do this. Mm-hmm. They wanted him to marry Jacinda to help her to help her reputation because mm-hmm. she was a had a reputation as a slut, mm-hmm. and um, so he, they wanted her him to marry her. We should say 
wrongly placed from the sounds of it on Jacinda. I don't think so. I think no, it, I think it I think she literally had slept with one of the directors or something. Anyway, okay. Regardless. But, yeah, okay. But wrongly placed, yes, because you know, we're I'm not going to slut shame somebody when the men in Hollywood, we all know what they're like. <laughs> so Especially the directors and producers. Exactly. So, you know, I'm not going to, you know, slut shame her for that or why would anyone? Anyway, so they wanted him to marry her because of that, and I think he kind of was not wanting to do it, and then once he kind of felt like... Um, his heart got a little broken. heart got a little broken, so he was just like, what, Whatever. The, hell, what the hell, I'm going to go do this. So um, I, I think that's kind of the way that played out. Okay. That's kind of what I thought we were supposed to believe was how that went down, but again, there's just a couple things that were a little vague. I get it, Ellen. Um, but yeah, structure, I, I thought, I thought it was really well done. We've, we've read other ones where they kind of flip between this, you know, past and present. And, um, I wasn't ever lost in this one. Um, and I thought kind of, like I said, it was, um, kind of an interesting way to kind of get to know, you know, where they're both coming from and how things transpired, um, well, and the thing this book didn't do is it wasn't trying to build us up to some big reveal that happened 10 years ago. Yeah. And because um, that's what we didn't like in, in The Roughest Draft is that it was building up to this and then it was a big event happened. And it was just such a disappointment because yeah. it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, and this book is just kind of, did they sleep together? Did they sleep together? And no, they didn't. And she'd said from the beginning that they didn't. Yeah. And, um, and like you're reading to get to... To find, you're still reading to find out exactly what happened. Exactly what happened, but it's not this thing that's like built up to the nth degree. Absolutely. And so I thought that that was well done because it kept it keeps you engaged, but um, not building up hype. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about decisions that are made in the past. So, kind of like we were saying, um, it's uh, kind of alluded to that maybe they slept together, and so we're kind of reading to find out if they did. Um, we basically find out, spoiler alert, they dry humped, <laughs> and she felt uh, weird about it, and then left without telling him anything. Well, they went to bed in separate bedrooms, mm -hmm. and then as soon as it was, she thought he was asleep, she skedaddled. Yes. Um, and she does that because of feeling strange about, like, he's not going to want me, right? Is that what? Well, it was, so she was all into it, and then he did this thing where he kind of acted weird uh -huh. and called her Baby, which she thinks, did he forget my name? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Keep, keep going. Yeah. Keep talking. <laughs> and, um, and then, and that's kind of the slap in the face that she's like, I'm just another notch on his belt. I'm not anything important to him. Well, and also that she thinks he's so drunk that he doesn't remember her name. And so she also doesn't like want to do that if he's not going to remember anything yeah kind of it's, it's that and just her 
her feelings of insecurity that this doesn't mean anything to him. I'm just another. Okay, so I was going to talk about this in this in the sex section, but since we're talking about it, so this is getting away from the past section of our program, but (laughs) so then we find out that, um, so he calls her baby. She gets a little awkward. He also gets a little awkward, and then they're both awkward, and... They separate. They separate. Go into separate rooms. So, for her, from her perspective, it's because he calls her baby. From his perspective... Well, it's not just because he calls her baby, but because he starts acting weird, too. So... Okay. Okay. But I... Th- but... So, when you're reading the past... So, this is... I Because this was a thing for me. When you're reading the past... It reads like he calls her baby, she starts to disconnect because um, she's questioning what his intentions are, etc. And and then it seems like he starts to disconnect because she has disconnected. Yes. Um, but then we find out, and, and so tell me if, if I'm understanding this part correctly from your perspective. Um... We get his side of the story, and it's, everything's going well, he came too early. Like, in his pants. Yep. And, um, and so that is why he disconnects, because he's done. No. (laughs) No, I'm not done, but, like, he feels awkward because he came, he... Like a teenage boy. Yes, exactly. And, um, and so that's why he gets awkward. Yes. And not anything to do with the fact that she was, like, starting to back off. Yes. Um, so that's, that's your understanding of that's what That's my understanding of what happened. Okay. Um, if that's the case, I wanted there to be a discussion when he tells her that, where she's like, oh, that's what happened? She's like, I thought it was because of this. And I wanted them to have, like, a conversation so that there was some, like, clearing of the air on on what... Because that is, like, a miscommunication that's never really resolved. It sort of is in that she now understands what happened, but he doesn't even realize that that was a thing for her. Or that she had... And maybe, like, she doesn't want to add to his, like... Awkwardness about it? Well, his alcoholic guilt yeah probably of like i thought you were too drunk to remember my name yeah kind of thing and maybe she doesn't want to add to that but then i feel like there should be a mention of that or something um that didn't pull me out of the story i i got what was going on it was a weird situation yeah and 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 he even said he said you probably left because you didn't think i could you know, go, go again. Yeah. And he says, cause I totally could have. And she's like, I didn't even know that that had happened. So, <laughs> so we're on different pages <laughs> at this stage. So, you know, I don't even know whether to judge you on that or not. But that's what I mean is like, this is a, um, like kind of the defining thing for why they don't talk for 10 years well, and why they didn't sleep together and why they don't talk. Well, and, and, it's the moment that makes her think, like, I need to get out of here. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wish that there was some more 
like, dialogue on, oh, that's why you thought I left was because you came in your pants? Like, oh, that's not why. This is why, you know? And... Yeah. I, I get that. Um, I didn't think that way too much when I was reading it, but I, I get what you're saying. But, I mean, especially because it is the thing that makes her leave. Okay, I'm not judging you, honey. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> um. Anyway... Because if it was just like... I am judging you on the way your hair looks right now. I know. because I'm (laughs) going a little crazy. Um, If it was just a thing that, like, added to the awkwardness, I would... Whatever. But because it is, like, the culminating thing that makes her leave. That's my my beef with it. I get it. My beef in being big. Um, So, she leaves. She kind of, like, leaves like a thief in the night. And, um, doesn't leave a note, doesn't text, she doesn't call, she doesn't write. Um, and... And then she writes her article. And then she writes her article and mentions, like, I left the next morning feeling kind of weird about everything, and that was, you know, that's all, that was my experience with Gabe Parker. And... And Gabe gets mad because he didn't think that that section of their weekend that that day of their weekend was be in the article was gonna was for everyone's consumption yeah even that though is like it doesn't seem to be like obviously it's not a deal breaker for him because he's still like pursuing her pretty freaking hard but he he does tell her like she does find out like well that's that, why he gets mad though and runs off with Jacinda and gets married is it is the, that your understanding the, yeah the article is what pissed him off Hmm. The combination of the two, probably. Okay. Yeah, because I kind of read it more as... Um, that's why he said he hated the article, and that's why he said he left and married Jacinda. Okay. 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 <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I guess I... I mean, and, you know, it's been more than 24 hours since I finished it, so that could have something to do with my recollection, because you guys know I'm not great at that. And also, I'm running on, like, three hours of sleep right now. But... Um, I, yeah, I guess, does does he say that Mm -hmm. outright? He outright says that. Okay. When he says he hates the article and she gets all offended because he hated the article and she gets kind of pissed off and then later he explains. I hated that. I hated that you shared that part of our weekend. Yeah. And that it, you know, and anyway, so, and he said, and that's. And he, he alludes to the fact that that's why he runs off to Vegas and marries Jacinda. Lots, lots of allusions in this. Um, I guess I kind of read it like he was more pissed that she didn't, like, touch base with him after the fact at all. Touch what? <laughs> it's the name. It's a, the, he named it. His name is Base. Touch Base. <laughs> um, that would be a funny name for... <laughs> your penis <laughs> like with a like partner to I'd, name. Like, I'd like to touch base with you <laughs> yeah. and just be like and the, and especially if you're like having like an office romance or something with like that would somebody needs okay now I feel like I need to write an office romance <laughs> where um you know it's like I need to touch base with you on that touch report <laughs> and then just be that's like their code for like meet me in the coffee room <laughs> Get on it, Ellen. <laughs> Write that book. <laughs> Let us know how it goes. We'll touch base with you later. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't touch my base. Thank you. 
she's very private. Um, anyway. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> like usual. Um, okay. Uh, so that kind of covers the past. Now let's talk about decisions that are made in the present. Um, this is where she gets, like, this is her at her most frustrating for me. But even, okay, so I'm saying that. But I should also say, nothing that, no decisions that are made in this book are, like, irredeemably frustrating for me. Well, she she does something irritating, but it only lasts for, like, an hour. Yeah. And if that. here was my thing. I loved the way, I love the way this was written with the conclusion, because she does do, is it okay for me to talk about this now? Yeah. Okay. She does do stuff that irritates me. However... Um, when he gets together with her and they're talking about it, he calls her out on everything that she's whining about. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I like when I can see that the author gets yeah. that the character is acting ridiculous. Yeah. Mom and I were talking about this earlier and it's, and we've talked, and we've for sure talked about this on the podcast before, but it's like anytime the author shows self-awareness, whether it's, you know, through narration or their own, the character's own POV or the other character calling them out on it. Um, anytime they show self-awareness for this character's being ridiculous in how they're reacting right yeah. now, um, is always a total, like, life saver or, like, yeah. totally, like, redeeming quality for any and all um, communication problems or whatever we have usual beef with in the conflict, right? Um, and so, yes, what mom is saying is totally correct. Like, she kind of reacts in a way that I found to be mm, stupid. And um, her whole, this thing isn't going to work, and then she storms off. Yeah. And um, and she calls Ollie, and Ollie comes and picks her up, takes her to breakfast. While they're at breakfast, he texts Gabe <laughs> yeah. and says, I've got I, her here. Come and get her. <laughs> by the way, we need to talk about how much I, I loved Ollie. I loved Ollie as well. Yeah. I Ollie really, needs his own book. He, I, I think he's already in a happy relationship. But I loved Ollie. Um, he was great. And um, I'm just so happy for him and his, um, you know, being his true self and getting to yeah. direct a Philadelphia story. Absolutely. And um, anyway, I loved him. And... So anyway, Gabe comes and gets her. So it's only, it's a very short, yeah. you know, where she's pouting. And I can almost kind of get where you would have a little bit of a freak out because you just slept with your crush that you've had for years and years and years. And Who you also like now have history with. Yes. Um, and, and, and you're feeling vulnerable. Yeah. And, you know, is this for real kind of thing. Also that image of him like watching her when she's down by hiding by the dumpster it was like really sad and also like kind of funny but anyway continue anyway and um so then when Gabe gets her and she's like you say you love me but well he hasn't told her you loved me she says you say you have feelings for me but you never called me after you never texted me you never didn't you didn't contact me afterwards and and he's like you literally left in the middle of the night then didn't say anything to me he said how was I supposed to respond to that yeah. That makes me think you're not interested, that you don't want any of this. It's like when my friend, like, I have, you know, I'm an adult who has friends that I haven't talked to in a long, long time, which all of us do. Um, but, and then you, like, see that friend and they're, like, um, and you, 
you guys make comments about, like, I haven't talked to you in forever. And it's like, I know, right? Like, it seems like you would have called me. Anytime, like, I have friends that pull that, okay? <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, okay, but you also didn't call me, so... <laughs> and that's exactly how... So everything that she throws at him, he counteracts. And I was like, yes, let her, you know, show her, tell her how what it is, you know? And, yeah. and um, so as I was reading that, I'm like, yes, 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 I like... I like that. Yeah. And so she comes around. Or like she says, you went and got married. He's like, yeah, so did you. So did you. Yeah. And so he talks her off the edge, so to speak, and, um, and brings her around. But I, I really liked the way the author like called her on all of her crap she was throwing at him. Yeah. And, and he just counteracts all of it. And he's not like overly sensitive about it or anything. He's not like coddling her. He's like. He just calls her out on everything she throws at yeah. him. And I'm like, well, yes. It's, it's kind of an interesting, um, like, commentary on worldview and how, like, because this is 10 years after this thing has happened. And she's been living under this, like, he didn't call me. He just went and got married to this girl. And, you know, like, I thought we had this great thing. And it's, and so now it's like, it's not till the end of this book where, you know, like, we're thinking this might be the case anyway, but where she just outright gets called out on her worldview of how that happened, right? Yeah. And just like, okay, so you understood it to be this. I understood it to be this. So, you know, where where are we disconnecting here? Like, we're yeah. obviously, like, having some miscommunication on that. And so, um, yes, I also thought that that was good. And, you know, we, we say conflict, but... Um, but it's not that, it's not. It wasn't much of a conflict. It was more of a, yeah, a moment of, a freak out moment. Yeah. And, um, and again, this also helps when it's not over a long span of time. Yes. Because we also usually have a problem with that where it's like two weeks later and I'm still pissed off at him. And I'm like, girl, two weeks? You haven't like had a moment to like. Oh, we've had one where it's been like five months. And I'm like, really? (laughs) Like, seriously? You haven't had a moment to sit with your thoughts and think like, maybe I was being a little crazy about that, you know? Well, and I love that his friend is just like, just calls him and says, come and get her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else we need to say about that? No. Um, I lo- and, like, I guess we should say, like, other events that take place in the past and the future. I liked the... I mean, I, I, I enjoy, like, a celebrity and a normal girl romance. Like, yes. this is a thing. I mean, it's usually that way. I guess sometimes it's also a celebrity and a normal guy. Um, but I, I do have a soft spot for those romances, especially... Um, because of my time in LA, I'm always interested to see how they handle like the LA culture, which is it's usually that. Um, and I so I liked like him taking her to the premiere and her going to the party and assuming that there'd be cocaine and um, <laughs> and they're just playing like normal games. Um, and and then you know him, you know, because he kind of jokes, like, I'll have to take you to Montana. He, he's kind of getting flirty with her in the past. Like, I'll have to take you to Montana. And so then when they get back together in the future, he's like, okay, let's go to Montana. <laughs> I told you I'd take you. Um, so there's a lot of cute stuff that transpires. Yeah. Um, and I liked it all. Um, 
Well, and I liked how they kind of, like, the discussion about his phone call when he calls her before he goes into rehab. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happens during the 10 years. That she, we still are also getting revealed. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and, um... When she goes to the play, when he sends her tickets to and his here, play. And here, we're talking about the structure, and we should have talked about this during that part, but, um... I think it's really good that we didn't see that because if we were hopping around to that timeline as yeah. well, that's when it would have been like, it was, you know, I think that would have been, it was all over the place. I did not like the structure. The timelines were crazy, but instead, these were stories that were told to us from while we're in the, the future in or the, the present. present or whatever it is. Um, so I thought that was really well done. The other thing I need to mention that I meant to mention in the characters is I really liked having, I mean, I understand we're getting them when they're in their late twenties, um, or him, I guess in his, when he's probably 30. He was 30 and she was 26. Yeah. In the first Um, I liked having like more mature. Absolutely. Characters. And seeing that they are, I mean, there's a marked difference between how they behaved when they were 26 and 30 and how they behave when they're. 40 and 36. Yeah, and it's, and mainly because they've had freaking life, like, hard life. Yeah. In some, in, in, not, not easy life. Yeah. Um, so I, I also liked that about this book. And um, I also commiserate with that stupid black hair that comes out of your chin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have a girlfriend, and, and we're like, when we get old, we, we've made a pact that when we get old, we're going to pluck hairs off each other's chins. <laughs> It's just the one. It's. Just, I mean, I guess I have. I have two. I have more now. I have one on my jawline, and then one like smack dab in the middle of my chin. That just, and they're like, literally whiskers. Like you can feel them. They're hard. They're like hard, black, <laughs> thick, and like deeply rooted. And that's so rude. <laughs> like to you, do that to a girl. You pull it out, and it's like way longer than it looked on your face. It's crazy. <laughs> anyway, may, like maybe you guys all don't have this problem, but. Um, Maybe it's just a Lloyd thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's our, that's our cross to bear. Um, let's talk about sex, baby. Um, so it's, they just do the one dry hump, which we've already talked about. And then, um. They do hit it. They do hit it. But it was. Yeah. Fairly innocuous. Yeah. And it uh, was just the one time. Yeah. I mean, and, I think they, you know are supposed to have had sex more afterwards, but we don't read about it. Correct. <laughs> I think most of the characters that we read about are supposed to <laughs> have more sex after the book. I would hope so. It's like when Ellen Ellen told her brother one time when they were little kids, she said, they were talking about sex in the back of the car, but yeah. they were little kids. And so Ellen, Ellen thought sex was, you know. Laying around and wiggling around on the bed sheet. <laughs> laying, laying in bed without a shirt on together. <laughs> And kissing with tongues. <laughs> and uh, and she said, Mom and Dad have had sex three times. Because they have three, three kids. kids. And um, and I turned around and I said, we've had sex more than three times. <laughs> and Ellen and Ryan were like, ah! <laughs> no! Not that. In fact, we're kind of still like that. Uh, <laughs> Except you read these books with your mother. So I, that's on you. No, I still like to live under the delusion that you only had sex, <laughs> only had sex three, three times. times. <laughs> and never again. If you tell me anything more than that, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Actually, I don't even want to hear about the three times. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you in detail. <laughs> I already know where I was consummate. Uh, consummate. No, not consummate. <laughs> conceived. You guys, I can't. 
<laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> where I was conceived. Okay? I know the word. I don't know where the others were conceived, but I do know where you were conceived. <laughs> so I'm special. <laughs> well, I was really trying to get pregnant with you, so I know when it happened. But with the boys... Well, we did... Um, we used to have, because my dad was in um, Desert Storm, and we had this sh- shirt from his squadron, and it had, like, the dates from where his squadron was active during Desert Storm, and it said, like, um, and so we would always wear it to bed. We had a to lot of, like, in. big shirts that we'd wear to bed, and so um, one time I was wearing it at my, and, like, my friend was sleeping over, and this was when I was probably, like, or something so I'm a little bit older and understanding of how look at you how things so mature (laughs) um but my friend was looking at the shirt and she's like um when did you say Dylan was born (laughs) so she's like putting together in her brain like so desert storm ended nine months before Dylan was born desert storm were nine months before a lot of babies were born (laughs) the um in fact the day that Dylan was born the base that we were on we were in a base in northern Maine, which was... So there's nothing else to do besides sex anyway. Sex is all there was. <laughs> and um, the day he was born in that hospital, there were four babies born that day. And the doctor told me that's the most babies they've ever had born on in a one day. in one day. And so, yeah, there was a lot of babies born. There was a lot of baby making. A lot of baby making going on. Oh, that's sweet baby making music. <laughs> Um, what was your, back to this book. (laughs) What? We read a book? (laughs) What was your sweatiest moment in this book? Um, I had it in my brain. When he takes her to the bookstore and he's talking to her about how much he likes her writing and I can't now remember. Oh, and she's like, there's never been like a hotter sentence ever uttered by anybody than like, I like your writing. I like your writing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember really liking that part. I can't pull it to my brain right now, but. I think, I mean, this isn't a moment, but I just like all the little moments where like he introduces her to people and they're like, oh, it's you kind of thing. (laughs) I've heard all about you. Yeah. Or, you know, like, oh, we've heard so much about you and uh, like, so even whether that was, I mean, cause that's even happening like in the three day span that they initially have where. You know, like, he introduces her to Ollie, and Oliver's kind of like, okay. Like, giving her, like, I understand what's going on here. What's what's your deal? <laughs> um, and then uh, and then later, you know, ten years later, and he there's all these people that are, like, precious to him still already know all about her. I can't imagine how horrible it would be. I mean, the pressure of going to a premiere, a red carpet premiere with someone... It yeah. just seems like it and would be... Safety pinning your dress to your bra. <laughs> well, that I can imagine. Yeah. But um, just the pressure of doing something like that would be just overwhelming. Yeah. And she wasn't even... Like, she went not even knowing for sure if she was going to be on the red carpet. Right. So then to, like, have that sprung on you would be, like, oh. um. Okay, so we've talked uh, about what we think about the book and a lot of other stupid things. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, let's hear from y'all on what you think about this book. 
Um, Rosie says, this book was a definite love for me. I read it about a week ago and I'm still thinking about it. I went in relatively blind, so I was excited by the story. I'm not usually one for big time jumps because I don't like when too much happens off page, but I thought Alyssa Sussman did a great job of sharing important moments between Hani and Gabe with the flashback tabloid write-up slash current day multi-lines. There were certain points where Honey started to annoy me with the constant, but what will people say about me discourse, which I feel like as a journalist a decade into her career, she should have been a bit more immune to, but oh well. I agree with that. Um, I listened to the audiobook and uh, Kristen Sia knocked the narration out of the park every time Gabe and Honey's name, every time... Gabe said Hani's name. I swooned. Um, yes, I totally agree with, um, especially a journalist that's working in that. With celebrities. Yeah, with like celebrity profiles and stuff like that. It's like, honey, you have to understand how this works. Yeah. Like, um, and. I mean, I would imagine. I mean, but I guess maybe in some ways that will that would make her dwell even more on, but what will people say about me? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I do like that um, Gabe fired that one guy because he came back from her yeah. interview with her. And... I figured that when that was, like, said, I was like, okay, something more is happening here. Yeah, but I, I like that he had her back. Yeah. Um, Catherine says, weirdly, I don't remember to, it too much, but luckily I wrote my notes about it when I read it. And apparently it was a love. Here was my take after reading. I loved it. I loved Gabe and Hani and would have loved to have spent more time with them in Montana. What a delightful mental image of a former Bond putting together back orders. <laughs> yeah, that was real. That, that was, was cute. cute. And the fact that, like, he knew how much she ordered. Yeah, that was cute. Um, Tiernan says, this was a like for me. I enjoyed the story. I'm getting a little worn out on dual timelines. Is that what this is called? Yeah. 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 Uh, to be honest, uh, I think their chemistry fell a little flat for me, and I thought the ending was rushed. I thought something majorly dramatic happened between them when they first met, similar to people we met we meet on vacation buildup. It was different and fun, but just meh. Yeah, that's another one that kind of had that roughest draft. Yeah. Um, buildup. Yeah. Um... People we met meet on vacation at like that was building to something monumental, but that was at least a little bit more monumental than roughest draft, if I remember correctly. Um, I can see their chemistry falling flat. Um, I think that's kind of where I come in with the both of them felt a little flat sometimes to me. Um, so I get that. Laura says, I guess it was just okay. I didn't feel the chemistry between Hani and Gabe. Um, so there's a common thread. Cassie says, this one didn't work for me. I hate to compare, but it felt like I was, it, it felt like it was trying to be a Taylor Jenkins read book, both in the way that it attempted to walk the line between romantic fiction and true romance and the writing style as well, but definitely missed the mark not familiar with Taylor Jenkins read, so I can't weigh in on that. Um, I feel like the flashbacks served no purpose. I kept waiting for a big reveal in the flashbacks and it never happened. The whole book felt like it was spent leading up to the story and then it just ended. Hani and Gabe were both flat and uninteresting to me and I felt no spark between them in the six total days spanning 10 years and they, that they spent together. Um, 
not even six total days. Oh, but yeah, I guess total altogether. Yeah. Uh, the cover of the book is cute and the premise is really great, but it just didn't work for me. Side note, some Goodread reviews mentioned that this was inspired by a GQ article titled American Marvel about Chris Evans and some of the lines in the book are maybe a little too similar to quotes from the article. Oh, I want to read that article. You guys know that I, I know I've said this a thousand times, but I once had a dream that I was married to Chris Evans and he was just so good to me that like anytime I see Chris Evans, I'm just like, you are such a good husband. <laughs> Like, I've had two dreams that were, like, really vivid, and that was one of them. And then the other one was that I was, like, an avid smoker, like a chain smoker. And, like, literally there are times in my life now where I think I used to smoke. <laughs> and I'm just, and there's, like, things where I'm like, gosh, I could really use a smoke right now. <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> and so the Chris Evans thing is kind of like that, where I'm just like, that's Gosh, the way I am you with, were such with a good James Garner. I had a, when we first got married, I had a dream that I was married to James Garner and he was so good to me. And it was like young James Garner, like Rockford file James Garner. Yeah. And, um, he was so hot when he was younger. I know. Right. And Maybe so like younger than Rockford files. Yeah. Like, probably. I'm talking like, you know, Maverick and yeah. Like and Maverick TV show and Doris Day, Day, Day movies. Um, but he was good looking. And so every now and then I would say to my husband, I should have married James Gardner. <laughs> you just don't compare. <laughs> You're falling flat, my friend. <laughs> Maida says, I really liked this book. The way the story unfurled kept me reading, although it was sometimes jarring when we switched around. That's always somewhat of the case. The conversation about pronouncing names at the beginning really endeared me to Gabe. Uh, Honey was a little less likable than him, but I could understand her hesitations with the, the relationship because we know women bear the brunt of the gossip. True. true. <laughs> that is true. Um, but at least that's kind of like called out too. I mean, like, yeah, that, that's talked about in the well, book. I do like, I mean, I, I get that it's not all fixed. I do like that things are getting called out in Hollywood because... Yeah, for sure. Um, and some of the disparities in treatment of and payment of... I mean, like, we think the pay gap is bad in just everyday job markets, but in Hollywood, Hollywood it's really bad. Really bad. <laughs> um, and just the treatment of women is really bad. Yeah. Victoria says, I really liked this one. The story was well-written and the mix of present-day past and the article's blogs was well-balanced without breaking the flow. It kept me engaged to know what exactly had happened between them. There was quite a lot of misunderstanding, which would normally bother me, but with them being basically strangers, I thought it made sense. Yeah, that's also a good point. Um, my only problem is that I struggle with insta-love setups, and there was an element of that with them being so taken by each other after only a weekend together. I agree that the ending was a bit abrupt, but I loved Gabe's final chapter, the article that he wrote. I feel like hers wasn't an insta-love. I feel like hers was more of a fangirl crush kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of also starts to evolve into, like, well, oh, she wow, got, this guy is, like, actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and he's kind of gotten, like, a normal guy kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, His was an insta-love. Yeah. I mean, he, he even said before, he was even in love with her before he met her because he'd been reading her stuff, and that helped yeah. him fall in love with her. So, um, you know, I, w I wouldn't call it insta-love on both sides. Yeah, but I agree. Jill says, I recommended this book. Good job, Jill. Thank good. you. Yeah, it was I, good. I liked it. 
It was a fast and refreshing read that veered off the tracks of a typical romance novel in a good way. I liked the articles and blogs sprinkled between chapters. The dual timelines worked for me, especially since it was essentially six days spread over ten years. I also felt the growth of both characters in the present chapters, which can sometimes be missing in the dual timelines. Looking forward to hearing what y'all have to say about the book. Yeah, hopefully you like tangents. Um, <laughs> yeah, because that's what we say a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Ruthie says, love, love, loved it. To me, this fulfills my idea of a creatively written romance. Finally, it is really a romance. Yay. I would agree with I that agree, for yeah. sure. Things I loved. All the alternate POVs based on articles and blogs and newsletter segments. I thought it would bother me a few times, but she definitely kept them short enough whenever I wanted to get back to the story. I was. Totally agree totally with agree. that. They were all just very short little snippets yeah. that gave us kind of an intro into what what's coming next. Yes, absolutely agree. Uh, this author really knew how to give a different voice to each author writing articles and blogs versus the heroine's own story. Also, even though we would read the article and then read what actually happened, it never felt repetitive to me. Nicely done. Agreed. Again, I'm usually not a fan of flashbacks, but for some reason this whole thing worked for me. Villains I loved to hate, Joe, her friend who gets her ready, and Jeremy, the novelist, were the worst, most demeaning uh, foils to her self-confidence. Agree. I would love an outtake where Jeremy gets some kind of payback, but I'm petty like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I could be down for that as well. Questions. I wish she had told him why she stopped their makeout when he said baby. She never tells him that on page, does she? No, there you she go, does Ellen. not, Ruthie. <laughs> Thank you. Um, swooniest moment. He comes back to tell her he loves her after he told her to decide and left her in the truck, but she was already coming to him. I love that he decided she needed to know that tidbit. Like so many times, both are waiting for the other to put it out there. He wanted to make sure she had all the knowledge. Sigh, dreamy. Yes, that was good. More swoony moments. He wanted to create her perfect day. Oh, and he read all her words. All of them. Oh, and he had a bookstore. I adore when their careers and homes are lined up for a perfect marriage of life and career. Sigh. I want it all too. Um, yeah, that was all good. And yeah, that he did like help recreate her little perfect day with yeah. the bookstore. That was really cute. Um, again, that's the thing that's like, it's sort of, I mean, it's a good example of show not tell. I guess maybe sometimes... I say that I like show, not tell, but sometimes I want it to be told a little bit stronger. <laughs> Jeez. You're just not, there's I'm, no I'm satisfying not, you. There's no pleasing me. <laughs> um, tell your friends. <laughs> um, that's why I'm still single, you guys. Um, see, that's not actually, because I'm actually pretty easy to please in that department. Just to be clear. Um, CN says, I loved this so much. I love that bit in the last article Gabe wrote that I squealed when I read it. Uh, if you know, you know. Um, yeah, I think I know. I don't know if I know. I might have to go back and reread it to know. Who knows? Apparently not you. <laughs> not me. <laughs> we both need naps. Uh, Amanda says, this was also, uh, this was also a really like for me. It did take a minute to figure out the articles and then the story that did catch on, uh, but did catch on. Even though they'd only known each other for six days and ten years, I totally believed their story. Um, Jennifer says, all of my library holds for this round of books came in super early, so now I've had to return them all and can't remember all the story details. Jennifer, oh my gosh, this is why I can't 
read books more than <laughs> we have to read twelve right hours. Hour twelve show. hours before we read the show. But I remember loving the articles and stories mixed in between chapters, and boy, did I adore Oliver. Same that scene in the club. Yeah, the club yeah. was good, uh, and I loved that game they played at Gabe's house during the party. The game. Okay, so the this is the game is pyramid like the game the game show. Well, not exactly. Because pyramid like, is like, like you you describe a category. Well, no, it's not. Yes, are you really telling me <laughs> about a game show from the seventies? I listen. I've watched my fair share. <laughs> Having not lived in the seventies, it's possible that I've watched more game shows from the seventies than you have. Well, it's like they give you a category, and then you're supposed to list things that would be in that category. That's how pyramid works. Honestly, okay. I guess yeah. I guess you're right. Okay. Okay. Um, it's kind of more like password. Sort of, but you're, but it's with categories, not words. Like you're. No, not... no. I'm saying their game is like password. Yeah. Yeah. But without that creepy. The password is. The password is. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. Their game. Sorry, Jennifer. I'm getting back to your comment. But I did. Um, I that sounded like a fun game too. Yeah. I think too I'm... much running for me though. Okay. Hold on. I think I'm this group's... Yeah, you wouldn't do it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> just be like, I'm just going to saunter I'm over. Gonna, I'm just going to wait here and you guys can come to me. <laughs> okay, Jennifer, I'm getting back to your comment. If mom stops interrupting me. Uh, maybe. Um, I think I'm this group's biggest slash only Insta-love fan, Insta fan. So this was all so swoony for me. I don't normally love celebrity romance stories because being famous sounds awful to me. Um, yeah, kind of the same. But this was very good. One caveat, at the time, I remember being a little unimpressed with the reveal of why they didn't get together the first go-rounds. She left his house because of some weird un misunderstanding when he calls her baby. Is that right? Yes, essentially, Jennifer, it is right. And I agree well, that it, it And it wasn't been. just him calling her baby. It was, you know, oh, oh. And then he hesitates. And then, i.e., comes in his pants. <laughs> Which hesitated is always used. If a man hesitates when he's talking, he's he just coming come in his pants. <laughs> just know that that's happening. That would be so horrific. <laughs> Stop that! Stop it! <laughs> yeah. Talk, talk, talk! Next time that's happening, I'd be like, you dirty bird. <laughs> doing it <laughs> pull yourself together man <laughs> uh, we digress yeah yet again jennifer that is essentially that agree i agree that is essentially what the misunderstanding is well um, but he hesitates and then calls her baby and so in her mind she thinks he's forgotten my name and um and she knows he hasn't because i mean she knows he knows her name because he's called it so it's more time. like uh he hesitates and then is like Maybe. <laughs> I don't know how you'd write that though. <laughs> he gets a strain. <laughs> he gets a strain in his voice as he calls me baby. He gets a ch oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> she thinks he's I drunk know. and forgot her name. Uh, okay. <laughs> Jennifer, I hope we did justice to your comment. <laughs> Sorry. Shivani says, I loved this book so much. The GQ interview was awesome, and I love how the book, how 
The book took this very real incident, fictionalized it, and took it further. Apparently, I need to read this freaking Chris yes, Evans article. seriously. I thought I'd read most Chris Evans. <laughs> uh, I didn't know about the article until after, so I pictured... I think I want to write the Chris Evans Yeah, article. and I want to... No, I don't need to write the article. I just need to conduct the interview. <laughs> Spend the weekend So with that me. he'll marry me. Um, <laughs> yeah, tell anyway. about that dream you had. Yeah. That's not creepy. <laughs> I'll lead with that. <laughs> So I had a dream. I had a dream that we were married. <laughs> and you were a really good husband. And you were amazing. And I think we, we should take this thing to the streets. Um, Shivani continues. I didn't know about the article until after, so I pictured Channing Tatum, not Chris Evans. Um, I think I actually did picture Chris Evans, but that's, you know, just because he was so good to me. <laughs> he is a That I usually picture good, Chris Evans. Good husband, honey. Um... She also, Shivani continues and says, full disclosure, I love a celeb normie romance, so I'm an easy sell. Um, this is definitely up that street, to be sure. Allison says, I did like the book, but I had a hard time finding the chemistry between Gabe and Hani. I wonder if we had Gabe's POV throughout the book, if it would have helped. Um, gross. That could have worked. It could have worked. I don't know. I really liked the way it was put together the way it was. And it would have been... I think that maybe would have um, further complicated the timeline jumping, possibly. Do you know what would have been interesting, maybe, is if we get one timeline from somebody's perspective and then the other timeline from the other person's perspective? Hmm. That could be a thing. Hmm. Maybe I'll add that to my office romance. <laughs> there you go. About touching base. I'll just call it. The title will just be touch touching base. Ba- touch base. Touch base. Touch. Touching base. There you go. Oh. Maybe it could be a baseball romance. <laughs> no, it's not as fun as... Because you don't use that I, phrase in baseball as much as yeah, you use it. and I also don't know jack shit about baseball. <laughs> I think there's a bat. <laughs> there's outs. Uh, Field goals. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's funny because I know that that's not a thing. Allison says, wait, I already read this. No, I read some of this. Um, Allison wondered about Gabe's POV, if that would have helped. Um, she says, when we see all the little clues, it's you, the bookstore, the cider at the front door, that show he was as obsessed with her as she was of him, and that he knew so much about her before they even first met, yet her reactions to them, or non-reactions, excuse me, that felt vaguely familiar, honey, I was left wanting more. Allison, I think this is, um, essentially what I've been saying about some of the vagueness, um, where it's like, these things are happening, but they're not like, is that happening? Is this, is this happening? Like, is this what I think is happening? Um, so I agree, Allison. And she says, P.S. Those jelly beans totally had to be edibles. This is another moment that I was like, this is too vague. Yeah. Because she, those are obviously edibles, right? I don't know. I don't know my edibles. Yeah, you don't. Um, You're such a square. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 60 years old. Cut me some slack. But um, But but... I do know what pegging is, so that's (laughs) the thing. Gosh. Um, Which apparently Prince William's into. Look it up. Um, Anyway. uh, Yes. I also was like, these are edibles, right? But then she kept saying, like, all I've done, all I've eaten is... Jelly beans. Jelly beans. And so I wanted somebody to be like, you ate the jelly beans? 
how many jelly beans did you eat, you know, and yeah. have it be a thing, especially because it made her so drowsy. She was so like sloppy high or whatever was going on with her. Um, so that was also my understanding, Allison, but again, a, something that was maybe a little too vague. Ava. I wonder if these were things that were edited out of the book for some reason by some editor. Who knows? We never know. Ava says, knowing this book was up this week motivated me to actually finish it. I have struggled to finish a book in over a month. Last year I was reading three a week. Ooh, girl. Uh, therefore, it's already a book that held my interest more than the others, so I liked it. But I didn't find their story all that compelling. I liked the 10-year growth of the characters, but I found the t jumping back and forth confusing. We would get some info from the past, and then we would get more details about that same event in more detail again. I listened to the book, and I liked the narrator. I also appreciated the fight at the end was wrapped up quickly, unlike some recent books that dragged on. Yes. I liked the peek into the celebrity life, but I am, I am not usually into celebrity normal pe person romances, but I liked this one. I wanted more of Gabe's family. We barely got, we barely got any interaction with them, and I felt the storyline between Gabe and his niece was left unresolved. Overall, we'll talk about that. Overall, glad I read it. It's definitely a romance, finally, but I just didn't feel a strong connection to it. I think his sister's going to get a book. Oh, you think there's... Who liked his sister? Oh, the one after. The co-star. He was younger than her, like, significantly younger. Yeah. So, I think that we will get more of the family, and I think that we will get maybe more of Gabe with the niece, but it will be in another book. I think that's potential. I, 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 I won't, like, you know, you're not beholden to this Alyssa Sussman, but I felt like that was... I'm pretty sure if Ellen says it, it has to happen. Yeah. <clears throat> At least that's the way my life has always been run. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, you know, don't quote me on that, but that's kind of what it felt like as me being a romance proficient reader. romance reader and knowing the science of that. Lauren says, gosh, I love this book so much. I read it a second time and rereading is not something I usually do. I love the writing, the angst, the slow reveal of their interactions, the dance club, the phone call, how there were... Two different, very different people when they met and grew and still came back together. Yes, I, yes, I like that. I loved the whole world Alyssa Sussman created in the interludes. Side note, Ollie was a favorite of mine. Agreed. Agreed with all that. Uh-huh. Gail says, I would rate this a really like, though almost a love. The only thing that holds me back from a love is the fact that it was insta-love, which I really don't like. I thought that the story was both angsty and swoony at the same time. I have to say that my swooniest moment was Gabe's confession about their first time hookup. He was just so sweet and embarrassed. <laughs> I listened to the audiobooks. So the time jumps were a bit confusing. Yeah, it would be a hard one to read with. And with the articles thrown in there, yeah. it would kind of be all over the place yeah. if you were listening to it. But I did like the mutual but sort of secret attraction and a missed opportunity for a second chance romance. Yeah, I do think that these, like... Um, Missed opportunity second chance romance is maybe like a more palatable way to yes. approach a second chance romance. Um, Haley, who we actually know in person. Oh, Haley. Haley. Um, said, I definitely enjoyed this book, but it was only a like for me. Maybe it was just me, but I had a hard time feeling the connection between Connie and Gabe from the get-go. I still enjoyed it because it was well-written and I liked both of their characters. I loved seeing Gabe interact with his mom and sister at the end. That was really sweet. But the love interest between the two of them just wasn't all there for me. I couldn't see it. Oh, Haley. Haley, I mean, I don't 
totally disagree, obviously, because I've said that, but... Haley also was somebody who, when mom and I were out at lunch with her one time, she was saying, she kept going on and on about um, this guy that she thought was super well, cute. We walked into the restaurant, and the guy who, like, seats us, he's like, well, how many? And we're like, three of us. And he's like, okay, give me a minute. And then literally, Haley, we're like, less Haley than- turns and is facing us, and she starts talking about how hot this guy is, like, out loud. And we're like, oh, you mean the guy that's standing the guy, right there? The guy that I'm making eye contact with right now, <laughs> who's, like, less than three feet away from me, and, like, just turning your back does not completely, like, kill his sense of hearing, <laughs> you crazy person. <laughs> he is so hot. <laughs> Haley, he's literally right there. But you know what, Haley? We that's love you so much. my favorite Haley story. Haley, I love... I well, Actually, I have a couple. Haley, I love Haley. She's great. Um, I watched a lot of Bones with Haley. Yeah, you did. Um, certainly more Bones than I did, but I've watched a lot of other shows with Haley. Um, she's great people, Haley. Maybe we should have Haley on the show sometime. Her sister has been on the show. Her sister Jillian was yeah. on the show. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Mom, any final thoughts? Enough, not about Haley, but... Uh... <laughs> I do have thoughts about Haley, because I love her so. But, um, well. The one thing I didn't mention is... Uh, when when she gets shown the picture, this is kind of what sets her off, is she gets her, pub, somebody sends her the pictures of her and Gabe out to lunch yeah. together. and Well, they're like posted online. They're posted online and there's, there's, they're not like making out or anything. They're just literally mm-hmm. sitting having lunch. And people are making like assumptions about like, oh, maybe they're actually like falling through on that 10 year ago, whatever. And the thing that's stupid about that is, we had just read a blog thing that said she's doing another article on him, and no one jumps to the fact that maybe they're just having lunch so that she can interview him. For... See that? I mean, like whatever. They're gonna, they're gonna know that that's true, but they're still going to speculate that they're hooking up. But that's that is the moment where her experience as an entertainment journalist, journalist. and columnist or whatever, you know. Um, interviewer should kick in and have her say, like, okay, they don't know what the shit they're talking about. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to worry about that because that crap happens all the time. That's where that should have kicked in. Yeah, and she, like, that's when she, like, goes off the handle and it's like, this isn't going to work. We're gonna, and she runs off and, and and Gabe was all like, well, we can have our publicists do this. And I was like, no one should have to do anything. Yeah. I mean, you like, can't just... calm down. Yeah, you can sit and talk to someone at a lunch... Yeah. Without people, I mean, people will assume what they will assume, but, you know, there's nothing in those pictures that makes it look sorted or anything, so. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's just how that. That's just the nature of the beast, but. Yeah. Um, I did really, really like this book, and um, I thought it was well done, and um, there's nothing that overtly angered me about this book. It fell a little short, whether that's in terms of the chemistry or, like I was saying, some of the, like, joy that I tend to prefer in a romance. Um, but I still really liked it. I still think it's a really good book. Um, I think that this is one that, like, is a really good converting people to romance because it's, like, an accessible thing for people. I mean, yeah. it's got James Bond. Who doesn't like James Bond? You know, that's very accessible. I, there's probably definitely romance readers that don't like James Bond. I can't Not believe she's saying. never seen a James Bond movie yeah. as a as a celebrity journalist. You know, 
Um, any other final thoughts from you? Um, no. Sorry, sorry we're late. It's totally Ellen's yeah, fault. Yeah, it is my fault. Well, no, it's not entirely my fault. It's some of your fault. But those are our I'm thoughts any, and some of your thoughts on Funny You Should Ask by Alyssa Sussman. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom. Um, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On August 8th, we will be chatting about Part of Your World, which is going to make me want to break out into The Little Mermaid all the time, by Abby Jimenez. Stop. We'll get copyright for sure. Oh, Remember, sorry. you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Bye, Mom. Bye, Elle. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.